Today on Locked On A's, Adam Aller is cementing his case to be the A's next Chris Bassett after Monday's start, which sounds weird, but I'm going to explain. Uh, and then we also have one of the A's relievers has one of the best pitches in baseball. Who is it? What is it? Let's go over it. And also, the A's decided to designate Austin Pruitt for assignment and added Joel Piamps to their roster. What does that mean? What's going on? Who is this guy? So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 443 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, Adam Aller, he pitched a game, so we're going to go over that game, and then we're going to be talking about the A's reliever who has one of the best pitches in baseball. And then finally, we're going to be wrapping up with the A's latest addition to the roster, Howell Piamps. Uh, what does he throw? What's going on here? What What's the deal? Uh, and what, what about Austin Pruitt? So, yeah, let's talk about that stuff. But before we get into anything, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. There's so many A's. Po- There's not. There, it's us. We're the A's podcast. Listen to us. We're a great time. Every single day, we're here talking ace baseball, having a good time, making you a better fan, arguably. <laughs> All right. And also uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys want to, you know, get involved with the, the Twitter movement that we have in our Twitter community, just go to the little Twitter community button. Find us at Locked on A's. There you go. Boom. Make a friend. Have some fun. Pose a question. That's where you can do that. Uh, But let's get into today's episode. Um, So on yesterday's show, I said a couple of things that I want to bring up today. And that's what we're going to start off the the episode with here. Uh, The first, and arguably the most important thing that I have ever said on this podcast, um, is that Roster Resource over at Fangraphs, uh, they messed up the probable starters for win of the week. And it, it really threw me off because I was expecting Pablo Lopez to be the starter on Monday against the Oakland A's. And so I picked them to win that game because Adam Aller well, just had the best start of his career. I was like, yeah, Pablo Lopez has been struggling. He has a 70 RA this month. I like those odds. And then you got Zach Logue going against the Marlins' hottest pitcher in Edward Cabrera. And I was like, yeah, they're going to lose that game. And now I have no idea what's going on. So um, very, very upset with Fangraphs right now for ruining win of the week. But I probably would have picked the A's anyway because I, I, I'm high on Adam Aller right now. And I'm going to get into that. A little bit more here in the next few, you know, next handful of minutes. But the second thing that I'm going to be talking about here is that uh, when I also said that when Adam Aller got traded to the A's from the Mets in the Chris Bassett deal, that he struck me as a Chris Bassett type of pitcher. Nothing super flashy, but he was a grinder. That's 
my first impression of just reading a couple of articles about this guy is this guy grinds. He's been in the game for a while now. He made his major league debut at the age of 27 this year. He might have been 26 when he debuted. doesn't matter. It's age 27 season. That's what matters here. Um, and Monday night's outing definitely gave me some Chris Bassett flashbacks. And I'm talking about good Chris Bassett, like the guy that we all know and love and we're sad to see go in the trade to the New York Mets. Obviously, Bassett had some some real shutdown games, some real gems. He, he could twirl the pill, as they say. But uh, what set him apart for me, for me, is that in nearly every time that he took the ball, in every start, regardless of what he had working for him that day, regardless of the stuff that he had that day, or the pitch count or anything, he was going to go out there and give you six innings and keep the A's in the game. That was what Chris Bassett meant to this team. You could rely on him to give you six innings and keep the game close. And that is exactly what Adam Aller did on Monday night. The stat line was not pretty. He went six innings, gave up five hits, three runs. He walked five, which is where he got into troubles. All those friggin' walks. Uh, and he struck out one. Just, just one guy. He struck out one guy. I should really look up the poor sap that struck out to Adam Aller and his lack of control on Monday night, but I'm not going to. It's fine. Um, I was putting the baby to bed. And, okay, so fun side note before I get all amped up on Adam Aller again. I turned the game on before we gave the kid a bath. And so we're trying to put him to sleep because he likes going to sleep after his bath. And he sees the A's game on, and he is wired. He is not going to bed. I turned the game off like an hour into trying to put him to sleep. He falls asleep immediately. He will not rest if the A's are playing baseball. I love this kid. But let's get back into the Adam Holler stuff. Um, So he went six innings pitched. He threw 111 pitches to do that. And the bullpen has been gassed. There's no days off last week. There are no days off this week. He needed to give them six innings one way or another, and he did that. So a quality start in baseball, by definition, is six innings and allowing three runs. That is a quality start. That's a 4-5 ERA, but that is a quality start in the game of Major League Baseball. So he did that. He provided the A's with a quality start. There's also no rule that says that you can't walk a certain number. He could have walked 10 guys if he, only, if he went six innings and gave up three runs. Sure, still a quality start. Doesn't matter how many walks you have or how pretty the stat line is or you know if the opposing pitcher doesn't allow any runs against you. That stuff does not matter. Adam Aller did his job, and that is what is important, and that is what I'm taking away from this start from Adam Aller. And the commendable thing about this is that of the... 111 pitches thrown, which is the most by any A starter on the season. And I got that from Matt Kawahara on Twitter, uh, the beat writer for the Chronicle. Um, Of the 111 pitches that he threw, only 62 of them were strikes. That is, uh, that means that 49 of the pitches that he threw were balls. That there was a 56% chance that when the ball came out of his hand, it was going to be a strike. And those are bad odds. It's basically, that's almost a 50-50 shot right there of where what's going on. Is it going to be a strike? Is this going to get the job done? Or is it going to be called a ball? And th- the strikes include balls that were outside of the zone that he was getting people to swing at, foul balls and all of that. So um, 
He didn't have the command that you would like to see, but he got through six innings against not like a, a great offense by any means, but he got through it. And that's what I'm taking from this. He went out there without his best stuff or maybe even his B stuff in this game. He may have just provided the A's with a quality outing with C stuff. And that is huge for Adam Aller moving forward. Monday night, regardless of the loss on his record, is a, a learning experience for Adam Aller. He went out there and battled through each and every one of those innings, each and every pitch, and he came out with a pretty solid effort at the end of the day. Uh, this year for the Oakland A's is all about learning and growth, and honestly, I think that Adam Aller just showed us on Monday night allowing five walks and going six innings, giving up three runs against the Miami Marlins. I think that he showed us that he belongs in the major leagues and that he's going to be a part of this rotation going into next season. So that, that's what I'm taking for Monday. I know that it was a crappy 3 to nothing loss to the Miami Marlins, and the A's didn't do much offensively, but I think that, that was a big prove-it game for Adam Aller, and uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I'm going to keep sitting with that Chris Bassett comp because – it keeps kind of just showing up in my face. So that's where I'm at. But coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the reliever who has one of the most dominant pitches in baseball. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Again, join our Twitter community. It's just on on the app on your phone. Just click the little, you know, people down at the bottom of the Twitter app, and then uh, find us at Locked On A's. Pose a question. Join. I mean, join obviously, but uh, pose some questions. Have some fun. It, it's a good time in there. Um, yeah. So that's where we're at. But anyways, let's talk about the reliever that I'm here to talk about because I am on a pitch kick right now. And I saw that Danny Jimenez has one of the best pitches in baseball. The pitch that we're talking about is his slider, which he's throwing 61% of the time, which is up 10% from his first stint in the big leagues two years ago in 2020. According to Baseball Savant, his slider is the 18th best pitch in baseball in terms of run value at negative 13. So basically it's just like, hey, uh, the higher the negative number, the better the pitch is. That's how that works. And negative 13 ranks pretty high 
according to Baseball Savant. So it's it's number 18. He ranks 18th. That's how good his slider is in baseball. And this is all pitches that everybody throws. And a lot of guys have four or five pitches. A lot of starters have four or five pitches. So you can see how many pitches that is. Uh, and he's 18th. That's a really high percentile ranking. I would say 98th or 99th in all of pitches in baseball. Um, because I didn't scroll to the bottom to find out what the bottom is. But it's high. He has a very, very, very good slider. And most of the guys ahead of him are starting pitchers. So you could even argue that... This pitch, his slider at a negative 13 run value, should be even higher on the list due to the lack of opportunity to throw his slider because he's a reliever and not a starter. So he throws it less, has less opportunity to get more negative run value. Uh, so somebody like Justin Verlander or Carlos Rodon, uh, two you know solid starting pitchers in their own right, but they've also thrown a thousand more of their best pitches than Danny Jimenez has thrown his slider. And they rank, you know, two and three, I think, in like fastballs or something like that. But that's what we're talking about here is there's a lot of guys who have thrown their pitches a whole lot more. Uh, Danny Jimenez, his slider is right up there with the slider of Max Scherzer. You know, Mad Max Scherzer, the guy who's a very, very solid pitcher with a pretty good slider. That's Danny Jimenez's slider right there. So that's what StatCast says. But what do the regular stats say about Danny Jimenez and that slider? Well, if you're looking for, you know, batting average against, his slider has an 085 batting average against. So batters are hitting under 100 on this slider on the season. And it has a 124 expected batting average against, which is also pretty good. And it also has a 48.6% whiff rate, which is really solid. So it's it's a really good pitch. It's utter dominant. It's utterly dominant. That's what I meant to say. There you go. Words, Jason. Uh, he's also given up just six hits on the pitch all season. He throws it 61% of the time. So he throws it more than half. He's basically a two-pitch pitcher. And he throws this one the most. And he's given up six hits all season long. Five of those have been singles. One of them's a double. That's the damage that people can do against Danny Jimenez and this pitch. So that's wild. So with that, you have to be wondering, why does he have an ERA over three? That's weird. It has to be his other offering, right? The other pitch that he throws, and you'd be right. It's his fastball because opponents are betting 320 against his heater and they're not swinging and missing it with just a 12.7% whiff rate, which is, I mean, all pitches in baseball, the average for a whiff rate is like 18%. So that's not it. That's lower while the other one is much higher. That's lower and that's bad. So that's where we're at with Danny Jimenez having a three ERA. If he could have like a, a workable second pitch, He's one of the best pitchers in best relief pitchers in baseball. Uh, I thought all of this was very, very interesting, but I also saw one more pitch in there that he's thrown three times this season. And as I said yesterday, when talking about Adam Aller and his sinker, which the A's broadcast seemed to confirm uh, today when they were showing his pitch mix, uh, the sinker was not listed for Adam Aller before he started throwing pitches. But uh, every now and then, baseball savant messes up a pitch because, you know, they're, they're going off of movement and all that stuff. So maybe he has not thrown 
this pitch three times this season. But, hey, maybe he has. And it was just a weird coinky dink. I don't know. But he hasn't thrown it recently in his most recent outings. So I can stand by that. Uh, the pitch that we're talking about here is the cutter, which when I saw that opponents were hitting 320 off of his fastball, I was like, hey, he should throw a cutter because it wouldn't be as straight. It'd be kind of like the, the slider, but it'd be, you know, as I said with uh, Chris Bassett all season long last year, he misses barrels. And if you're throwing a fastball that goes straight and then a slider, which moves a bunch, you're, you're, you can time one of them because you're throwing the fastball 39% of the time. Yeah, just wait back for a fastball. Sure, whatever. But if you're throwing a cutter and a slider, then you have to adjust the movement and is it going to be moving, you know, 10 inches or five inches or, you know, how, whatever the movement is, but you have to really try to barrel up that pitch because you don't know what kind of movement you're dealing with there. And I think that that could be an effective pitch and maybe something to look out for next season. If, uh, I mean, obviously Danny Menes is going to be with the team next season, but could he be adding a third pitch and going fastball cutter and also that dominant slider or, could he scrap the fastball completely and just be a cutter slider guy and really work with keeping the ball off of barrels? It's going to be something to consider for sure. I'm sure that the A's front office is already trying to come up with a plan of attack on that one. But for what it's worth, uh, there are no stats on the three cutters that he threw, except for uh, nobody got a hit off of it. I mean, they didn't necessarily have to swing, but they did swing at least once because it has a whiff rate of 100%. So it's a dominant pitch. He should throw it way more because every time somebody has swung at this pitch, it could be once. I'm assuming it's once. Uh, they have missed it. So throw more cutters, Danny Jimenez. And looking forward to next season, if he does add a third pitch or to you know keep guys off of his fastball or he goes cutter and slider, if he gets a, a better second pitch than one that's getting hit 320, then he could be one of the best relievers in baseball. I'm saying it right now. So when he's one of the best relievers in baseball with like a 1.5 ERA and just a, a ridiculous whiff rates and, uh, you know, he's trade fodder and whatnot, you heard it here first. Danny Jimenez is going to be a beast next year because that slider's already there. He just needs that other pitch. And you gotta you got to feel that the A's know that already, and they're going to be working on that with him. And he's going to have the confidence, and he's – been a closer. He's got 11 saves for the A's this year. He's going to have the confidence that he did not have coming into this year where we were just trying to make the team. Now he's like, all right, now let's stay here. Let's go work on that pitch mix. Let's go get that second pitch. Let's go be the guy. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. So uh, he already has an expected ERA of 287 this season. So uh, it's, you know, like three tenths of a, of a run lower, not super lower, but he's already got a three, sub three ERA with one pitch. Imagine what he can do it too. That's what I'm looking at right now. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what Danny Jimenez does next season because, wow, just wow. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk about another guy who may, uh, he's not going to wow you, but hey, we're going to talk about changeups. So sticking with the theme of talking about changeups, so stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. You can do it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever. Just five stars. Boom. Done. And then also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. Um, yeah. So there you go. Let's talk about uh, Howell. 
Piamps. Um, I, I think that I'm saying that right. A baseball reference at Piamps. So I'm going with Piamps. Uh, that's how they phonetically spelled it for me. And I'm dumb. So I'm going with Piamps. Uh, Hoel Piamps. Love it. Anyways, on Saturday, the A's claimed the righty reliever Hoel Piamps uh, off of waivers from the Royals. And yesterday, Monday, they designated Austin Pruitt for assignment and brought up the new guy. So who is he? Uh, I have to think that this move in general was done because the A's bullpen has been used a bunch the last few games, and they needed a fresh arm, and Austin Pruitt was the last guy to throw. So there you go. That's how you choose who you're going to DFA is. Hey, well, you got the save yesterday, so you're DFA'd today. Hit the road, Jack. Um, so I, I assume that this is just made because Hoel Piamps uh, represents a fresh arm, and he, I assume he hasn't pitched since Saturday at the very least, so he's fresh. There you go. He didn't throw on uh, on Mondays, but they also threw out uh, Norhe Ruiz, and he threw a couple of solid innings. Uh, sorry, uh, scoreless innings. They weren't necessarily solid. They were, they were scoreless, though. Um, he also threw, like, 50 pitches to get through it, so we'll see how that keeps going, but sticking with the topic at hand here, um, let, let's look at what Howell Piamps throws, and more specifically, uh, how does that changeup look? Uh, his changeup, which is what we're going to concentrate on because I love changeups. Uh, the reason we love changeups at Locked On A's is because a couple of weeks ago, uh, I just happened upon the fact that the A's seem to be adding a lot of guys with a lot of movement, both vertical and horizontally, uh, on changeups. And so every time that they had somebody, I'm like, hey, what's that changeup look like? So that's what we're doing right now. We're looking at Hoel Piamps changeup. Well, it averages 89 miles per hour, so it's a hard changeup, and he gets roughly the same amount of vertical and horizontal movement, netting 1.6 and 1.5 inches. So it moves a little bit of both ways, which is something that the A's have not been getting from guys like J.P. Sears and Adrian Martinez, who we've talked about already. Um, as I just said uh, on recent episodes, I've been talking about the movement that pitchers uh, that the A's have been bringing in have on their changeups. J.P. Sears is number two in horizontal movement. Adrian Martinez is number one in vertical movement. That's why we're talking about changeups right here. I, I like to keep everybody up to speed. That I don't want to leave anybody in the dust. So that's why we're talking about changeups and focusing on changeups. And uh, Piamps ranks right around 80th, or like 80, 85th, somewhere in there in both vertical and horizontal movement. But the fact that he has both could be intriguing and it's not like the A's are getting these guys and just saying like just throw your changeups but it's definitely seemingly a, a target for the A's front offices to get guys with movement on their changeups because there's not a lot of other stuff that you can just point at and be like yeah that's something or that's something like Domingo Osvedo has a lot of movement on a lot of his pitches but not the changeup, that's all. So that's why we haven't talked about him, but I'll talk about him at some point. And Kirby Snead gets movement everywhere. He, <laughs> We'll talk about him at some point, too. Um, maybe for a rainy day. He got through a clean ninth inning, so good for him. But uh, the the fact that Piamps is not even arbitration eligible yet uh, until the 2024 season uh, and has had some moderate success in the major leagues uh, feels like a pretty good fit for the Oakland A's because they... They can pull guys out of the bullpen like nobody's business. They found Sam Mole last year right around this time, and Sam Mole has been a very effective reliever outside of a rough stretch for a few games uh, earlier this month. So 
maybe he's next year's Sam Mole. We'll see. But across 42 and two-thirds innings pitched for the Royals this season, he has a 3.16 ERA and an expected ERA of 4.27. So he's been getting a little bit lucky. But also, his batting average against is way higher, like by 30 points higher than his expected batting average against almost across the board. So so I found it interesting that his expected ERA is like a run higher than his actual ERA, but his expected batting averages are 30 points lower than his actual batting averages. It doesn't quite compute, but hey, stats, math, you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, so looking at his pitch data, he looks like a good candidate for some, some pitch mix tampering here because he upped his slider usage this season by 7%, so he's throwing it about, about 37% of the time now. Uh, and batters are hitting nearly 300 against it, uh, which is a lot higher than the 266 they hit against it last year. So, hey, maybe maybe don't do that. Maybe don't throw that one as much. His sinker is also getting hit pretty hard uh, with the opposition hitting 349 against it. It's not as big of an offering for him, though. So uh, I think it's his fastball and his uh, slider are his two main pitches, and he throws those two roughly 66% of the time. So his other two com- compile the, the rest of the third. So it's like a 12% pitch or so for that sinker. So maybe it's kind of like the Adam Aller thing. Where it's like, eh, this thing that I'm not really throwing, maybe I just scrap that one. But uh, it's it's an offering for lefties. So whatever, I suppose. But his changeup, which he throws 12% of the time, has a batting average against of 100. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see how the A's tinker with him, if they do at all, just based off of What's been happening with his pitches this season? Are they going to have him throw something a little bit more, a little bit less? Um, Are they just going to wait for the averages to even out a little bit? And then he's just going to be getting his expected stats and his, you know, regular stats closer together just by throwing more? Hey, we'll see. But it looks like there's some intrigue here with Hoel Piamps. And, uh, you know, I want to see what's going on here. But uh, Austin Pruitt, the a- the guy the A's released just days ahead of his 33rd birthday, had an ERA of 478 in 37 and two-thirds innings pitched this season. And his batted ball stats are similar to Piamps, uh, but the new guy throws harder and isn't arbitration eligible yet. So that you could kind of see why the A's would cut Austin Pruitt out of everybody in the bullpen. I know that some people were like, why not cut, cut uh, Kirby Snead? Uh, that, that's why they don't have to pay out. I mean, they could have just DFA'd uh, or removed him from the roster or whatever. Uh, they, they could have done Austin Pruitt later, of course. But also, uh, lefties are harder to find, I suppose. And I think that they want to just give Kirby Snead a chance. And, hey, I've looked at his pitch data. I should probably tell you guys about it at some point. So maybe I'll, I'll do that soon. But overall, the move that we're talking about here is Piamps and Pruitt. Uh, it might be a slight upgrade with a little bit of upside in adding Hoel Piamps, but it looks like this is a move to save literally a few dollars and see if the A's can work some bullpen magic. And uh, that's that's my read on this one right now. But hey, we'll see what happens after he throws a, a couple of couple of games, couple of relief appearances for the Oakland A's and go from there, I suppose. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. Now go make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast because baseball expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team 
and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts, just like we are. You, wherever you're listening to this, you can go over there and listen to Sully and Locked On MLB. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.